0: Welcome back, my friends, to Earth's Final Countdown. Remember, this is a continuation of a series from Unlocking Bible Prophecies as we look at end time events. With this episode, we're going to be looking at what the memorial is of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and what a river and water has to do with that memorial. Stay tuned, we'll be back in just a moment. good to have you with us again, my friends. It's, this is so exciting as we look at God's word and looking at the end time events, Earth's final countdown. What's going to happen before Jesus comes? If, if you have questions, if you have prayer requests, remember, please text us. Text us this number, 224-222-0777. Now, if you want to do WhatsApp, if you're outside the States especially, you would do plus one, 224 777 And just, Text in there, You know, my wife says I I text faster than I type. Well, not quite, but my thumb gets kind of some arthritis in it when I text so much. But go ahead and text us. Tonight we're looking at a river runs through it. We're gonna look at the memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. What does water have to do with the memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Now, as we always say, we like for you to subscribe. If you haven't subscribed before, just subscribe to this channel and then click like, and be sure to hit that little notification bell and go, bing, it's kind of fun to hit. Again, last topic was the costliest gift, the gift of salvation. Now we're looking at a river runs through it. You'll enjoy this topic as we study what water has to do with, well, with with the costliest gift and how that transcends and how we can, what is the memorial of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus? Remember, it's all about Jesus. This series, Everything we talk about is about Jesus. If it weren't for that empty tomb in Jerusalem, I wouldn't be here and you wouldn't either. Jesus, Jesus, it's all about Jesus. And the disciples just outside of Jerusalem, as we have said, up up to the Mount of Olives, you turn over toward Bethany with his disciples, 40 days after the resurrection, he's with them and he, he's ascending into heaven and, and, and the angels stand by the disciples and they say, you men from Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus will come in the same way. Jesus went up in clouds of angels and he's coming back the same way soon. So what is the memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? We're gonna look at it. Also, we're at the end of the book, three things, we're at the end of the book, all the great prophecies and God's word have been fulfilled, except one. All of them, the 2300-year-day prophecy, the 1260-year-day prophecy, Daniel's dream. If you haven't looked at the first one in this series, you need to go back and look at it. Click back on YouTube, that's a fun thing about YouTube. You can, you can pick and choose, but go back to the first and make sure you look at King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, which is a dream that tells us we're down to this time in Earth's history, everything has happened, all the prophecies have been fulfilled. Another important thing I wanna talk about each night is mother's prayers. My mother's prayers, your mother's prayers, your wife's prayers, your daughter's prayers. If somebody wasn't praying for you, Jesus says, I'm praying for you. If someone wasn't praying for you, you wouldn't be here. And then remember, thirdly, God has a plan. He has a plan for your life. He loves you very much. He would have died just for you. Jesus has a plan. And He says He's going to prepare a place for you, to prepare a place for you and he says, as I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, that where I am, there you may be also. This is a witch doctor, <laughs> this guy. We, we had walked for two weeks to the end of the jungle. Well, young ladies in their 20s, when they would see us, they would run and scream and holler because they were told when they were children, they, would say, they were told by their mommies, if you're not good, the, the American's going to come and eat you. And so when I started walking into that, these villages, they would scream and holler and run. I thought, what is wrong with me? And, and finally, we'd make friends with them. They'd come back out. We'd show them pictures of Jesus and told them stories. So this witch doctor, he learned about Jesus and gave up his fetishes. These fetishes, these fetishes are, are to keep the devils away. The terrible practices. As we talked to them about Jesus, he gave them up and accepted Jesus as his Savior. That's what it's all about. By the way, Adventist World Radio, Adventist World Radio is putting a radio station in this area in Zaire in the Congo so that we can reach these people via radio. If you were to go back there today, as I did several years ago, you'd find the only way to get there is by walking. Two, (laughs) Two weeks round trip. Uh, about 130, 40 miles, a long ways. And we'd sleep in the villages. The the exciting thing is that when we get to a village, the people were so nice to us, they they would move out of their house. That's right, move out of their house and give us the house to sleep in. Would you do that? (laughs) We wouldn't do that at all, would we? No, but they were so kind. They said, we wanna share what we have. And this is uh, one of the warriors, I can show you his picture. He, he told us how the night before, and actually we had, we had tracked a leopard into the village, how the leopard had come and they were out hunting for him. He had killed one of the dogs in the village, a very interesting place. But remember, we're broadcasting there in just, just a few weeks, we'll have our towers up and be able to broadcast into central Congo, all across Congo, by the way, so people in this area of the world can learn the truth about Jesus. This is a picture of me a few years ago when I walked into there and I'm making a, that's a little babula, it's a little little charcoal stove and I'm making breakfast there, cooking it up. My porters, I had 12 of them, friends, and they carried stuff in for me, so they carried my bed. <laughs> I'm kind of soft, I didn't want to sleep on the ground. So they carried my bed and they, they carried some food and we cooked some things on a little babula. And it was a really interesting, exciting trip. And we didn't get sick. No, even, not even from the malaria, from the mosquitoes. We were very healthy and God took care of us. And we pumped the water with a, a water filter that was it's a cadigan it's called, and it would purify the water right out of the river. The river actually was pretty pretty clean. It was just an exciting experience to see people like this who are waiting to learn more about Jesus, learn more. One man, he said, I'm 86 years old and no one's ever come to tell me about Jesus. Would you send somebody? And now we're sending radio waves with Adventist World Radio in just a few weeks. Puzzle pieces, God's kingdom will be the only new world order that will last forever. We learned that in the first series, the first first session. Prophetic signs tell us God's kingdom is soon to come. The climax of the battle of Armageddon takes place when Jesus returns. The star of the drama of Revelation is Jesus, the faithful witness, the lamb, the king of kings. The villain of the drama of the book of Revelation is Satan, the old serpent, the devil, the dragon. Satan is dead serious about destroying you, but Jesus is dead serious about saving you. That's what it's all about. God sent his only son that we might have eternal life, that we might know Jesus as our first, as our special savior. A time is coming of great tribulation and great trouble, but Jesus says he's coming to to take us home to the heavenly home. We'll learn more about that. Shall we pray together? Dear Lord, thank you so much for the costliest gift that we studied about before. Thank you so much for the Bible that we can learn about what's happening in the future, what's going to happen, and bless us as we open the Bible and look at Bible prophecy and, and, and study about water. What does water have to do with the end time events that we're talking about now? I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. (sighs) Yep, river in the apocalypse. Did you know there's water in the Garden of Eden? There's water in the apocalypse in the last book of the Bible. In Genesis, the first book of the Bible, Genesis 2.8, it says here, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there He put the man whom He had formed, He formed this man, Adam, and he put him there. Remember, he formed him first, and then he told Adam to to go ahead and name all the animals. And he was naming the lions, Mr. and Mrs. Lion, Mr. and Mrs. Elephant, Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe, Mr. and Mrs. Zebra. And all of a sudden, Adam began to think, God, Mr. and Mrs., it's just me. And then God said, it's all right. And he put him to sleep and took a rib from his side and created Eve. And when he woke up, he named her woman. But I don't think he said woman. I think he said, wow, woman. <laughs> he was so excited to see Eve. She must've been very beautiful. And one day in heaven will be introduced to Adam and Eve. I can't wait, can you? So this this is, he formed Adam and Eve there in the garden. And then it says, and out of the ground, he made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant there to the, the sight." and good for food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. So there's a river. Now let's go to Revelation, the Apocalypse, the last book of the Bible. So this is the first book of the Bible, there's a river. The last book of the Bible, there's a river. Revelation 22, one to four. And he showed me a pure river of water of life clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yield her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, a river of life in the garden of Eden, a river of life, <laughs> and, and the new... New Eden and the book of Revelation. So in heaven, there'll be a river of life. In the garden of Eden, there was a river of life. While God has a plan that involves a river, it involves water. Between paradise lost and paradise restored, there is first a river, a river and water. Let's read about it here in Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, (laughs) and you are coming to me. Then Jesus answered and said to him, "Permit me to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, and when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the river, and behold, the heavens were opened, to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there when John the Baptist baptized Jesus in the river Jordan? Just outside Jerusalem? some you, go down through the, down toward the, across the Kidron Valley, and down, to, uh, you know, going down to the Jordan River, down, down, down. Actually, it flows into the Dead Sea, which is the lowest spot on earth. So there's quite a descent, a couple thousand feet from Jerusalem all the way down to the Jordan River. And there, Jesus was baptized by John. Wow, and God said, my son, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized in a river. What is the meaning of Bible baptism? Well, we'll look at it and, and see what it has to do with a memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, baptism. It's dying to old sinful ways of life. It's a new life, a a resurrection. It's burying our sins in the watery grave and rising up again out of the water to walk in newness of life. Wow, thrilling and exciting. Now, Romans chapter six, verses three to six, gives us the theology. It gives us the reason why it's important to participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus through baptism. Notice here what it says, Romans 6, Verses three to six, Know ye not that as many of us "'as were baptized into Jesus Christ "'were baptized into his death, "'therefore we are buried with him "'by baptism into death, "'that like as Christ was raised up from the dead "'by the glory of God the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So we participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. We go down into the water, the old sinful person dies, and we come up to re- be resurrected up out of the water to walk in newness of life. We leave the old man behind and we walk in newness of life. Romans 6, 3-6 again, notice the last part here. For we, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. So we come out out of the water, knowing this again, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Don't you like that? I don't want to be a slave to sin, not any longer. And that's when we're baptized. It's kind of, accepting Jesus and being baptized is like an about face. Actually, that's what conversion is. That's what baptism is. You you leave the old man, you bury the old man, and you come up out of the waters, and you're facing Jesus. It's a, it's a changed life. The old man has died, sin has gone away. Yes, you may fall and stumble, but if you fall and stumble, you're facing Jesus, and when you get up, you're just one step closer to Him. Don't you love Him? Oh my. Baptism is a, is a death, burial, and resurrection experience. You remember Jesus, when He was crucified, it was on a Good Friday, we call it. That's that's what we call it now, Good Friday. And so he was buried in a tomb there outside Jerusalem where I said the tomb is empty. And then the next day was the Sabbath and he was in the tomb. And then the next day was the resurrection. We call it Resurrection Sunday or Resurrection Day. And so Jesus went through this experience of death, burial, and resurrection. And the Bible makes it clear here in Romans 6 that when we're baptized, we are participating in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So baptism is a memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So every time we're baptized, whether it's in the Jordan River or someplace else, and we go down into the water, the old man dies, and we come up out of the water, and we walk in newness of life. It's like the old preacher in the South who used to say to his congregation, He'd face one direction and say, I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell. He'd turn around and make an about face and he'd say, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven, I'm going to heaven. Well, that's what conversion is. That's what baptism is. Remember, we talked about the cost gift, the gift of salvation. When we accept that gift, it's a turnaround, an about face experience. And when we're baptized, the old man dies, buried, like Jesus was buried in the tomb. The old man dies, that's what Romans six says and then we come up out of the water to walk in newness of life. It's like when, like this, if if we are baptized, we accept Jesus, the old man dies, and it's an about face. We come up out of the water, we're turned around. If we fall and stumble and make a mistake. You see, baptism, conversion is not about being perfect, it's about being committed to Jesus. If we fall and make a mistake and we get up, We're still facing Jesus. We're facing the right direction. And he he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that beautiful? Baptism is about, according to Romans chapter 6, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That is the memorial. That is so important. Wow, if it wasn't for that empty tomb, I wouldn't be here. And baptism participates, helps me participate into the death, and resurrection of Jesus. The memorial of the resurrection of Jesus is baptism. The memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is baptism. I wanna show you a picture of the Jordan River. Not too long ago, uh, it's been a little while, but not too long ago, I was there with my friend, Wiesam Ali and Cammy was there and Kathy was there and we had a, a bunch of friends and we baptized a number of, of Arab people who were there. And, and, and by the way, some I'm gonna tell you this story. I wanted to show you this, this knife a straight knife. See it? It's very straight. Uh, it's, it's, it's an incredible story, but I won't tell you now, later. <laughs> Just stay tuned in another, in another episode. He was stabbed with this, and it came out like this. This is the actual knife. The knife bent. This is stainless steel. Stainless steel doesn't bend, it breaks. This knife bent. This is the knife. I, I'll tell you that story, but I was there with Winsome my Arab pastor friend in Nazareth where Jesus grew up. and <laughs> Thrilling to be there. And his, his niece was seated alongside some other people at the Jordan River where we we're getting ready to have this baptism. And I walked up to her and I, I sat down beside her and I said, have you ever thought about being baptized? And she said, yes, I have. I said, you want to be baptized now? Oh, yes. I said, can I baptize you? Sure. And so I baptized Wiesem's niece, an Arab young lady, beautiful young lady. Here's a picture of her there in the Jordan River. Just thrilling, thrilling to see her come up out of the water of the Jordan River. Now, this is not the first time I've baptized people there. (laughs) A few years ago, we were missionaries in Africa, as I told you, and we were on our home our way home, and we stopped by Israel, and my daughter, Danae, was 12 years old. And we went to the Jordan River, and we changed clothes, and we went down to the Jordan River, and I baptized my daughter, Danae, in the Jordan River, where Jesus was baptized. Isn't that thrilling? So when we're baptized, we go down into the water, the old man dies, we come up out of the water to be resurrected in the newness of life we're facing Jesus. Actually, the word baptism in Greek means is, is baptizo, and I, 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 it means to dip, to dunk. I had a friend in, in Lubumbashi, It used to be Old Elizabethville in the Congo, in Zaire. His name was Deterios. He was from Greece, from Athens. I said to him one day, what does the word baptizo mean? Baptism in Greek. He said, oh, it means to dunk. It means to dunk, <laughs> to put on your donut, into your coffee, he said. So it's, it's to dunk. And that's what baptism means. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. The reason I'm saying that just now is, as you know, there are a lot of different, I I don't know, maybe a dozen different ways that people say you can be baptized, one with rose petals, another in in the snow, and others, little drops of water in your head and stuff. But in the Bible, is it there? No, no. In the Bible, there's only one way to be baptized, and that's like Jesus was. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, is not for me. You know, there are lots of different pictures that you have seen and stories you've heard about people being baptized. James Cardinal Gibbon said this, for several centuries after the establishment of Christianity, baptism was usually conferred by immersion. But since the 12th century, uh, things changed. The church changed. Tradition came in It became more convenient just to sprinkle people or touch them on the head. Interesting, isn't it? As you look back into history, uh, this is a church in Philippi, a Christian church in the first century, and this is a baptistry that was unearthed there by archeologists. They baptized by immersion, just like Jesus was in the River Jordan. This is an African mural of the fourth century of Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan. That's how the Bible says. Uh, By the way, this isn't the entire Pisa, uh, some people <laughs> think in my country that that's where pizza came from. But no, it's not pizza, it's Pisa, the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And right behind the Leaning Tower of Pisa, there was a 12th century baptistry found there. And so people baptized in, after the time of Jesus by immersion. However, it's, it changed, the, the, the church changed it, we changed it, and, and now the Christian church has things all mixed up. But remember, we go to the Bible. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Baptism is mentioned more than eight times in the New Testament. I'll show you a picture here of Nicodemus. Uh, he, he, he came to Jesus by night because he was kind of embarrassed, I guess. He was one of the religious leaders. He was what they called a Sadducee. Uh, he was a Sadducee. He, he didn't believe certain things like the Pharisees did, and there was an argument between them. For example, I didn't believe in the resurrection. And I like to tell people, if you want to remember what Sadducees uh, believed, just remember they were sad, you see, because they did not believe in the resurrection of Jesus. John 3, 3, here it is. This is the conversation Jesus is having with Nicodemus. Jesus answered and said to him, "'Most assuredly, I say to you, "'unless one is born again, "'he cannot see the kingdom of God.' Again, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and of spirit. Whosoever believes and is baptized will be saved. So Jesus made it very clear to, to Nicodemus, then again in Mark 16:16, 16, 16, if you believe and you're baptized, you will be saved. You must be baptized. And, and so it's very important according to Jesus, according to the Bible. If it's in the Bible, I believe it and if it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. So, the memorial of the resurrection of Jesus is baptism. The memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is baptism. And every time we're baptized, we're remembering it's a memorial that we're participating in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I have a little story. Kathy and I were in Mindoro and over on, on one of the coastal areas, they had a little resort area. And we were there walking in the beach. We loved to walk in the beach there. This is right in the Philippines. And a little boy came up and he had a boat. And it reminded me of a story that I once read. It's called Two Times Mine. And it's an exciting little story. It's about a little boy. He would go out to the river and to the little lake there by his house. And he had a little little boat that he and his daddy had made together. And he would sail it. Oh, it was so much fun. And so this little boy there in the Philippines, he had a boat and I said, well, let me get a picture of you, then I'll tell this story. And so he would sail his little boat and one day the wind caught it and blew it across the lake and broke the strain. He ran around to the other side of the lake looking for his boat, it was gone. The next day he was in town and walking in town, he he saw his boat in a store window of a store. And so he went inside and he said to the store owner, he said, sir, excuse me, but that's my boat. And the store owner said, what are you talking about? That's my boat. I bought it from a little boy just like you, about your size yesterday. If you want it, it's going to cost you $5. Oh no, you don't understand, it's my boat. And the store owner said, you don't understand, I bought it. Now it's my boat and you must pay me for it. So he was very upset and he went home and he opened his little piggy bank up, a little savings and he found $5. And he went back and he put the $5 down on the table and he said to the store owner, sir, I want to buy my boat. (laughs) And so as he's walking home, he looked at the boat and he said to the boat, you are two times mine. I made you and I bought you. You're two times mine. My wife Kathy has a little song that she loves to sing about two times mine. I'm going to ask her to sing it now. Listen carefully.
1: The boy built a boat, built it out of love, put it in the river. A string tied the two together, but the current broke that string and the boat drifted away. The little boy made a promise A teardrop in his eye one day he'd reclaim the boat and bring the two back together well it didn't take too long when he saw the boat in the window of a store well he saved all his money and he bought the boat as he walked away you could hear him say Now you're mine, mine, two times mine Once because I made you, once because I bought you Now you're mine, mine, two times mine Both times cause I love you so God made a man, made him with his love, put him in the world. Love tied the two together, but it didn't take too long, and the man drifted away. God made a promise, from his throne on high. One day he'd reclaim the man and bring the two back together. It didn't take too long when he sent down Jesus, his only son. Well, he sacrificed his son that day. If you listen close, you can hear him say now you're mine, mine, two times mine, once because I made you, once because I bought you, now you're mine, mine, two times mine, both times cause I love you so, now you're mine, once because i made you once because i bought you now you're mine mine two times mine both times cause i love you so both times cause i love you so don't you know god loves you so
0: amazing, Kathy. Thank you so much, sweetheart. That was beautiful. God says, You're two times mine once because I made you, once because I bought you with His blood when we participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, we're we're saying, yes, Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for buying us with the blood of Jesus. So now how many kinds of different baptisms are in the Bible? We've said that, you know, there's just the one kind like Jesus was baptized. Well, what does the Bible say? There's only one body. Here's the text in Ephesians chapter four, verses four and five. There's only one body and one spirit, just as you were called, One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. So there aren't 10, 12, 20, no, no. The Bible, remember, if it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. One baptism, one kind of baptism, it's how Jesus, he's our example, we wanna follow him. Philip, I love this story. The Lord spoke to him and told him, there was this man from Ethiopia, actually, he was a treasure there for the queen of Ethiopia, and he was on a, in a chariot going from Jerusalem back to Ethiopia along, along the Mediterranean coast. And, and so he was taken by spirit, it says. So God told him to go, and he, he went, and he was running along, the Bible says. He, was, he must have been an athlete, must have been in good shape, better than me. And he was running along beside the chariot, and he could hear the Ethiopian eunuch reading from Isaiah chapter 53, uh, about, the, about Jesus dying for our sins. And he said, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And, and the Ethiopian said, no, but I wish somebody would come up here and tell me. And so he stopped the chair, Philip got up, he explained to him about Jesus. <laughs> Just a thrilling story. And so after a while, uh, they came by some water in a river and, and the eunuch said, Philip, he says, there's water here. Why, what, why, why can't I be baptized? And so the Bible says they stopped the chariot and they both went down into the water and Philip baptized the eunuch. Here it is, Acts 8, 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began, as the scripture preached about Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, answered and said to him, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so he commanded the chariot, this is Acts 8:38 to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water and he baptized him. So it, it makes it very clear in the New Testament, it makes it very clear that Jesus was baptized in the river Jordan in the water. He went down the water and came up out of the water. It's just very clear, Philip too, we see the same thing and on and on, it, it's, it's clear to us. How baptism is to be given. An Indian in North America years ago. He he was he, well. He was introduced to Christianity by a, a, a Christian and a missionary who gave him a Bible and he read the Bible. And years later, another missionary came and uh, talked to him about Jesus. He says, "I know all that." And the missionary said, uh, "Well, perhaps you should be baptized." Okay, said the Indian. And so the in, the missionary pulls out a cup. And he looked at the cup and the the Indian said, Indian has read wrong book (laughs) because in the New Testament, it's very clear how Jesus was baptized, how Philip was baptized. It was not, history tells us, it was not until the Council of Ravenna in 1311 AD that sprinkling and pouring were officially accepted as equally valid as immersion in the rite of baptism. But that's man. That's what man says, it's not in the Bible. If it's in the Bible, I believe it. If it's not in the Bible, it's not for me. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, 37. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? (laughs) Then Peter said to them, repent, every one of you, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, wow. So what happens when we're baptized? Acts 2.38, every sin is forgiven. Number two, the Spirit is given to us, Mark 1 and 10. And number three, we are adopted into the family of God, John 1.12, I love that, don't you? Adopted into His family, to be sons and daughters of God. Ephesians 3.20, one of my favorite texts. Uh, Just think about this for a minute, look at the screen and. And just think about this. It says, "There not to him who is able to do what all that we ask, according to the power that he works in us." But there's more. Not unto him who is able to do all that we ask or even think, according to the power that works. So God is able to do all that we ask or think. But there's more. It says he is able to do above all that we ask or think. But there's more. It says abundantly above all that we ask or think. But there's more. Or he's more to God exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or thank. You may be thinking, I can't be baptized, I'm too bad. I've done too many wrong things. I, I just can't be baptized, I can't. I just can't do that. Doesn't matter what you've done. You know what, my friends with Adventist Wood Radio, we're seeing around the world, all kinds of people who are giving their hearts to Jesus. I just heard a story yesterday in, in an unknown country, well, it's known to me, but a, a named country uh, there was a man, a mafia man. He had hit men who worked for him. And, and he intimidated, and and he uh, was a terrible person. He had tons of people in the city, and the country where he lived, where he would extort from them. He would tell them, you have to buy insurance. If you don't buy my insurance and pay me so much each month, then, well, his hitmen would come. So they knew, they were scared of him, and they got texts from him. Every month, you better make your payment, or else you're going to get it. And they, they would send the money, wow, it was a, a scary time for this, this mafia man, had lots of things going for him. Then one day, somebody sent him on his cell phone messages from the Bible, uh, the Unlocking Bible Prophecies messages that you have seen already from Cammie. And, and they he, he started listening and listening and listening to this, it changed his heart. And then he got his hitmen together and he gave them, them the messages too. He said, you gotta listen to these or else. And so they listened. and. Recently, many of them have been baptized. Wow, many of them are baptized just like Jesus. Can you imagine? And then he said to one of our friends who is connected with him, he said, you know, he said, I I need to share these messages with the the people that I've been extorting, you know, and the people are scared of him. And so he, I'll do that. And so he started sending those messages. And when they got the, the text, from this mafia, ex-mafia, man, now turned Christian, now baptized like Jesus, when they got that text, they, they listened, <laughs> they were scared, and, and now many of them are learning about Jesus, the grace of Jesus, and they're learning the truth of this text, that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, no matter how bad we are. Remember the, the about face, we turn around, wow. Remember in the Bible, there's a story about a lady who was caught in adultery. They were brought thrown at the feet of Jesus. I, I can't figure this out. Maybe some, of you are, maybe some of you can text me and tell me how this happened, but this woman was caught in adultery, but the man wasn't caught. How does that work? Anyway, she was caught in adultery. They threw her at the feet of Jesus. Jesus bent down and began to write. He was pointing out the sins of those who had caught her. And all of a sudden they're all gone. And Jesus says to so her, who do you, who are those who condemn you. And she, she looks around, they're, they're all gone. And she says, no man, Lord, they're gone. And he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. And that's what Jesus says to us when we're baptized, that about-face, that conversion, go and sin no more. Should a person ever be rebaptized? Somebody asked me, well, Paul is at Ephesus, Acts chapter nine, verse two, and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And Acts 19:2, so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there be whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. And, and then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Jesus Christ when they heard this they were baptized into the name of the lord jesus you see they learn more truth so if you learn more truth then you can be rebaptized notice an individual may desire to be rebaptized if they once were baptized but departed from christ but now they desire to return to christ or to that god has led them into new truth so it's all right to be rebaptized baptism doesn't mean that you're perfect It means that you're committed, you're committed to Jesus. Romans chapter six, remember again, the memorial of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is baptism. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, we're two times His. We're two times His. He made us and He bought us with His blood. That's the gift of salvation, the special gift. Here's a picture of myself when I was in Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe, just across the river is Livingston, Zambia. We had a large meeting there, lots of people were coming, like our AWR meetings that we do around the world. It was wonderful. But we went and looked at my friend, Dr. Bob Peck, and I went and looked at the swimming pool where we were going to have the baptism, and we looked at it, and I said, ah, look at that water. <laughs> it doesn't look good. So I went and I bought some bleach, and I dumped two or three gallons of bleach in the swimming pool, and we had the wonderful baptism there. Over a thousand people were baptized. Afterwards, the next day, I looked at my clothes. You know, I left those clothes in in Livingston, Zambia because they were all bleached out. (laughs) Well, Jesus bleaches the sin out of our lives when we come to Him. What an, uh, an exciting time it is when we give our hearts to Jesus. Well, baptism is a symbol of a commitment, loyalty, and allegiance to Jesus. Some of my friends in Tanzania, they're looking for Jesus to come. Jesus is coming soon, don't you love him? Don't you want to be ready to meet him? Step forward and decide, yes, that you want to follow him in baptism. If it was good enough for Jesus to be baptized, it's good enough for me too then. Acts 22, 16, the appeal is, and now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. So the Lord Jesus says to us, we should arise and be baptized. This is a picture an exciting picture actually, uh, of a bridge in Dekesi. Dekesi is a, it's far away from our mission there in central Congo where we were there as missionaries and, and now we're beaming our signal into that area with Adventist World Radio. Well, I went to Nkokoloka and then I said to the people in Nkokoloka I'll be back in two days for a baptism. Well, the people misunderstood and they thought three days. And so I went back and this is the bridge I had to cross. There were two of them. We had to carry the planks about a mile so you took the planks, we put them here, we crossed over, carried them about a mile and then laid them down again and crossed over another bridge. I fell through, jacked the land Rover up, and continued on. We, we got to the village there and we told the people, yes, we're going to have this baptism, but some of them misunderstood and they thought the next day. And so Bertha and her friends, they, they came and they said, oh, no, 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 baptize us. But it was almost dark. And I had a schedule, I had to meet an airplane back in the Cassie City. And so I said, oh, I, I'm sorry, but we've been waiting for you to be, I'm sorry, but we'll come back. And so Bertha and her friends started walking. We started driving, we drove about 20 miles and Bertha and her friends started walking. They, they thought, you know, there's a tree that's fallen across there in the, in the road. And when they get there, they'll have to turn around and come back and see us and stop and baptize us. Well, we got to where the tree had fallen across in the jungle. And some men had been there and cut it with a machetes and push it aside. So we kept driving. When Bertha and her friend got there, they kept walking. All night long they walked. The next morning I woke up, never will forget it, at the hut where I was sleeping, the house they had given me to sleep in. And Bertha said to me, after walking all night long, Pastor, now will you baptize me? I said, sure. But why? You must tell me why you would walk all night long to be baptized. She said this, I'll never forget it. She said, Pastor, I'm so sick and tired of this old world. I want to go home and see Jesus. I want to go home and see Jesus. Wow, touched my heart. I baptized Bertha there in Dechesi, looking forward to seeing her in the resurrection. Wow, it's so exciting when you think about it. I thought I'd never see that kind of excitement, that joy, that commitment before. And then we were just in Mindoro here a couple of years ago in the Philippines, and we had a large baptism. We've been broadcasting Adventist radio messages all up in the mountains around. It was thrilling, and many people wanted to be baptized. Twenty of them walked. Twenty of them walked, not 20 miles, but 48 miles. Can you imagine that? I've never seen anything like that to be baptized. It was just so thrilling. To see them baptized there in Mendoro, forty-eight miles. Wow. So who should be baptized? Well, if you have never been baptized like Jesus, you need to be baptized. If you have been baptized but you have drifted away, you need to be rebaptized. And if you've learned new the truth, then you need to be baptized or rebaptized. Don't you love him? Don't you love Jesus so much? Don't say no to him. Why are you waiting like says, Arise and be baptized. Arise and be baptized. So text us, yep, text us or WhatsApp, WhatsApp plus one two two four two 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 zero seven 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 or just a text two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. Oh my friends, don't say no to Jesus. Have you been thinking about, have you been praying about, have you been thinking about be baptized. Just raise your hand and then take your cell phone and text us. <laughs> text us and say, "Pray for me. I want to know more about being baptized. Pray for me. I want to arrange for my baptism. Pray for me, so I can be baptized soon." Just text us. Pray or just pray for me. Two two four two 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 zero seven 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 or WhatsApp plus one two two four two 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 zero seven seven seven. Take take your little cell phone out and take a screenshot or or, or just pause the YouTube video. and and write the numbers down in Texas now. We're anxious to hear from you. The next session will be a relic discovered in the book of Revelation. Don't, you don't wanna miss this because we're gonna talk more about memorials, about memorials. So be sure you, you tune in for the next session next week shall we pray together. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for Jesus who died for me, for us on Calvary. Lord, If if, if Lord, I, I see the importance of participating in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and being baptized because He was baptized, and I want to be baptized too. And Lord, I, I just pray that You'll give me courage to move ahead and, and be baptized like Jesus. I thank You in His name. Amen. See you in the next session. Blessings to you. Remember, Jesus loves you.
2: Thank you for watching. If you want to learn more Bible truth, I invite you to subscribe below. Also click here to watch Earth's final countdown in full, and click here to watch one of my favorite videos. God bless you. I hope you have enjoyed listening to the end-time prophetic events. Whether you've never before opened a Bible, or have been studying it all your life, you'll gain new insights from this series. By looking at Revelation and Daniel, as well as other books of the Bible, you'll find that the Bible itself clearly unlocks the mysteries of Bible prophecies. This will transform what may feel like a confusing book into something clear and understandable. If you want to learn more Bible truth, or ask a Bible question, or perhaps find freedom, healing, and hope in Jesus, please give us a call. Our WhatsApp number is plus 1-240-222-0777. We are certain that you'll gain a deeper understanding of Jesus' love for you and emerge with an even closer relationship with Him. For more information, visit us on the web at bible.com awr.org or send us an email at Bible at awr.org.
3: I <laughs> you माम्मियो आमार परिवा आम्रा शादा
4: प्रबुर शेवा कोर्बुर
3: जोदियो के हो ना थाके बंधु করে बाँचो ना करे जुदियों के हो शांगे ना थके बंधु जाने Shot up, broke, shave up, cold. Don't let it up on a pedo. Don't let Shada, bro, shave up, hold up. Canona, Tommy, the kids, he shun up, bro, hold
4: The तो था सुंदरो she is a sheep. She is a sheep. She is Sukhachar no mai bono di di ne shun da ra Do care, have at the book of Baibe. A horrible Isha Shin Ha Shun Ashe Paukshe Ujjalodir Tire Chatrir Chatra Shundaru, Shundaru Kosho, Ome, Shadur Shanghe Hobemi, Iso Pase, Iso Shinha Pase,